Money Show. Other people's money. Sometimes you see a post on social media and you think to yourself, I must talk to this person because this person is my kind of person when it comes to managing money because they are fastidious and they look at the cents and they look at the rands and they realize that these things all add up. And we'll talk about that with Juanita Hunter this evening, the political editor at News 24, the author of a book called Balance of Power, Ramaphosa and the Future of South Africa. It feels like a million years ago you wrote that, but what is it, three years now, Juanita Hunter? Not even. It was the end of 2019. Has, has much changed um, since you wrote the book? Oh. And you were talking about Cyril Ramos's tenuous grasp of power. You were, I think, quite optimistic that he would be able to turn around factions within the ANC and he's you know, sort of three steps forward, two steps back. But um, have things changed dramatically? The way I ended the book uh, uh, is something that I always remember when I look at what's happening in ANC politics today. I said, you know, gear up for a bumpy ride. And it really has been a bumpy ride <laughs> of all of 2020 and, you know, beginning of 2021. I think that, um, you know, it's much of the same in terms of that that constant balancing act, this, the uh, act that the president has to constantly do this, you know, almost walking on a tightrope every day um, and not... And not what you know many say not not um you know in uh, embracing the power that he he has um, and and that obviously had to do with how he was elected and that was a big part of my book is why is this president not being you know perhaps even what his predecessor was at the onset of his um of his presidency and that's because he did not uh win the ANC presidency um definitively and that's something you see every single day you see it maneuvering in small ways but but i mean i uh, you know some people are predicting that the tide is changing you saw what happened in parliament with the um vote to to institute a fitness of inquiry into the public protected Kobane. so there is a prediction that the tide is uh changing we'll we'll watch and see you know, okay so now you're hedging your bets immediately you're saying there is a prediction what is your reading of it i mean you know these guys you know the players you know the inner workings and the machinations and the backstabbing and the oh, just the viciousness of the politics of our country i mean what's your reading of it where 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 do we stand I think the, my reading of it is that we, we, up until this point, we could never test um, who actually has the dominant power in the ANC. Uh, it was never put to a test. So obviously there's loud hailers in the grouping that form themselves under the banner of radical economic transformation. Your RET type of people, people who support the incumbent Secretary General Ace Makashule. But this, this issue around the public protector was a definitive test of numbers and force. And it showed that Ramaphosa and his supporters in the ANC um, um, uh, you know, won this debate, not in terms of fighting the public protector, but in their argument to say that you that this is a, a matter of process. And every time the ANC comes out, um, you know, um, uh, short when it comes to respecting law and process of parliament, whereas um, uh, the other side was making the argument that the ANC could never, even if it is um, a good reason to do so, could never side with the opposition, you know, it's sellout, etc. So I do think that this was the first test and, and, and it looked like Ramaphosa won the day and you're going to see it unfold in many other things. You're going to see it unfold um, in whether when you see definitive action around... Um, 
you know around uh, people uh, people arrested for corruption but 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 the reality is bruce is that perhaps the win may be inconsequential and i and i use the, the word win very loosely the political win will be inconsequential because because you know there's a very valid argument that the president tiptoed with uh, with his power for you know for four years next year is an elective year of the of um of the anc and uh you know it's you cannot be looking back at nesrek at this point you know by by now you would have had um you know some s- serious indication that the president is ready for uh, a second term and has mobilized his 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 support base and has used the advantage um of being the incumbent president uh to 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 then to mobilize support um and do and 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 do what he has the power to do which is you know lead in whichever way um uh, he wants to really and so so i think that that you're going to see you i think now is a is is the time where we're going to see where the balance of power lies mm. and it's uh, i mean it, it, again to be fair to the president he's had one or two small distractions that he hadn't anticipated having um if he was hoping to consolidate his power within the anc he's had the small matter of a pandemic with which to deal um, and 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 that has been, I think, all encompassing. I mean, it's it's pushed everything else onto the back burner from a uh, from an internal political perspective. He's had uh, you know a, a country to try and save from itself. What one thing that the president had, President Cyril Ramaphosa had, that, that perhaps no other president really had, was the benefit of the doubt given to him with yeah. no particular reason and i think that he also was given the benefit of the doubt in his administration i mean despite the fact that we had, we had gone through state capture and a lot of the people that have been implicated in state capture are in his administration the fact that you see so many you know we went into uh the pandemic having bur- been burnt really and and yet there was still this optimism that if there's anyone who can lead us in this pandemic it would be the president and you and, and the reality of it is that there was, there was, uh, you know, he fell short, and his administration has fall, fallen short. And I think that's why, when you have the conversation around the procurement of vaccines, it really is quite as people are not as optimistic. Because essentially, what Ramaphosa and his administration want from us, they want us to say, "Yes, you got a plan. We believe in you," without knowing what that plan is. And when we did that last year, in terms of lockdown regulations, you saw some bizarre things. You saw, um, you know crazy decisions that have been overturned by, by numerous courts. And so so I think that South Africa as a country um, is is sort of, you know, saying to to, to the president um, uh, and, and, and 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 those who who who, who constantly, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, you know, on what basis should we persist in giving you the uh, benefit of the doubt? Yeah. And I think that the real test will be uh, this procurement of the vaccine. Because he said, you know, we're working on it, trust us. But for what mm. you haven't shown yeah. up before. That is, it is, yeah, it is the great uncertainty. And of course, it is the one unifying factor that, uh, you know, he, it, it's make or break in terms of his uh, position uh, within not only the ANC, but of course, as president of the country. Give me a perspective on Quinita Hunter, please. What gives you 
the the very clear sense, and one gets a sense from you that you are absolutely clear as to where you stand from a moral perspective when it comes to politics and defining what is right and wrong. What is it that gives you the 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 confidence to be able to make huge judgments in the face of extraordinary opposition um, that all political reporters face on a daily basis when you try and discern fact from fiction in the a very complicated world of South African politics. First, for me, there are no angels and demons. And I learned that very early on in my life. If you have to go into politics uh, uh, reporting and say that these people are the good people and these people are the bad people, you're going to be incredibly uh, disappointed, right? Mm. So what you what you should, what, 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 what is a better uh, uh, sort of parameter is these are good ethics and these are good actions and these are bad ethics and these are bad actions. And then you realize that good people do bad things and bad people do good things. And when, <laughs> and, and when you realize that you become, you, I mean, you become quite disillusioned with politics in the world that we live in, right? But but what it does then, it helps you navigate through it to realize that you can be an extraordinary uh, minister navigating a pandemic with flying colors, but at the same time, you may or may not have been involved in in a you know an ethical scandal. It's so 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 that for me is understanding the humanness in in the world that we live in and, 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 and the deficiency really, if, if, if that's mm. the word, of, of people has yep. given me the ability to say, okay, these, a good person can do a bad thing and therefore, uh, you know, I then am not going, you know, going for you personally. I'm not attacking you as you on your person. I am rather, um, you know, uh, guided by uh, a moral code that says this is unethical behavior, this is illegal behavior. Sure. And yet me and you can sit, can still sit and laugh, you know, when I see you at another time. Because for me, um, you know, Bad people do good things and good people do yeah. bad things. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I get you on that particular point. Um, when did the political bug bite? When did you know that this was going to be what you were going to do, how you were going to use your brain? Uh, Bruce, so so I don't ever remember wanting to be anything else. So, you know, like kids would, would want to be vets and, and astronauts and stuff like that. I always wanted to be a political reporter. And and, and it's the craziest thing because I didn't grow up <laughs> in a world where, you know, it was a, you know, a normal thing. Obviously, we read the newspaper and it was... Um, uh, so, so, so that's where I, w- I was. I was thoroughly obsessed because we didn't watch television at home for um, for, for for entertainment. That was not allowed in our home. So we'd we'd, we'd read a lot of books and we'd we'd, um, we'd listen to the radio um, and read a lot. Like newspaper was leisurely reading every single day. <laughs> and 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 I remember being six years old and saying I want to be a political reporter. And then by like eight or ten years old, um, got introduced to watch like and that that was like sort of my first interaction with television because we wouldn't watch television for so i've never watched cartoons growing up so i would then watch you know cnn or bbc or sabc and then and then uh, what i would do in my spare time is is practice my sign off you know like yeah. to bbc 
Johannesburg, you know, and 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 that that it's it's all that it's all that I ever wanted to do, and my life I never I never pursued an opportunity. I never pursued a you know even the thought of of studying anything else or doing anything else. It was, it, and that's perhaps why um, uh, that that sort of very clear tenacity to be a, a political journalist yeah. um, was what gave me the edge to uh, believe it or not you know I was 17 turning 18 when I when I stepped into a newsroom and I forced my way in really <laughs> um, yeah, and and you when one does have to one has got to make one's presence felt um, and um, do you ever sort of feel that you might cross over to the other side that you might go to the dark side that you might uh, the political bug is so powerful and so strong um, that you might go into politics itself and become one of those people who you cover on a daily basis. Absolutely not, and I and I and I, and I say that with, with an immense amount of caution because probably every person who has done that has said they would not do it. But I, but I I, I I've seen the underbelly of politics to know that um, that that's definitely not for me. I don't have it in me. Um, I don't have. Um, uh, an insatiable need for uh, for power. Um, I think that that uh, uh, you know what 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 gives me what 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 makes me tick is information, not power, and 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 that's what I love about my job is is if. Um, you know, I was speaking to Karen Moore, the the uh, renowned yes. journalist, and I said, "We as journalists are like tick addicts, right? So when you get the scoop, it's like you get that <laughs> that that high, you know. And then yeah. and then and then once you sort of recover from the scoop, it's like you know you 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 go through a slump, and then you you then you go in pursuit of another scoop. And 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 that for me, um, information uh, is, is, is 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 such a but isn't that. that yeah, but isn't that power as well? I mean, isn't that a a different kind of power? It is the the, the the powerful quake when when they see your name name coming up. If they've got something to hide, um, that they would get apprehensive about answering the phone. That is power. That is also power. Uh, absolutely, and I think it also does really come with with a lot of responsibility. And I think that I've been thinking about that a lot recently, just in terms of as journalist. Um, do we stress enough the the, the responsibility that the, the power we have um, uh, comes with? And and I think that, that that it's something that has been preoccupying my thought. That you know how how do we be more responsible with this? You know, even if you want to call it civic duty, almost. You know, um, how how do we become more responsible? Um, uh, and 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 if we have these conversations uh, by ourselves, then collectively as journalists, we can then avoid, you know, biggest issues uh, around unethical sure. journalism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The reason we got you in, other than the fact that you're very interesting and very good at what you do, um, is that I saw you tweet the other day. Today, I went through my debit orders and I eliminated 480 rands worth of monthly subscriptions I don't need. I feel like I am winning at adulting today. And that really tickled me. I was really chuffed when I saw that because I don't think nearly enough people actually spend the few minutes that you spent... I'm thinking about the silly stuff that disappears out of our bank accounts each and every single month um, that we don't pay nearly enough attention to. So I, I wanted to heap praise upon you uh, for that, but I also wanted to find out whether you are really good and fastidious at managing your money or whether it was just a, a, a once-off thing. 
So, so I, I was, I was always terrible with, with, with managing money. Um, and, and I had all, you know, so, so some people say when you start earning young, you get, you, you become very good at managing money. And I've been earning, um, from a very young age and, and yet, I have always been terrible with managing money um, to the point that I almost have a um, a, a sort of a dissonance, if you, if you like, around uh, when it comes to money. And it's almost like a race to zero every month. And it always has been. So whether I was earning 500 rand, 5,000 rand, or whatever it may be, um, it was always that. But um, so so two years ago, I, I, I started um, embarking on this sort of this holistic journey in terms of just in just you know in terms of myself and um and so that included focusing on my mental health and focusing on my physical health and I lost a ton of weight and and you know just just taking control of my life in a way that I had yeah. put all of this attention on on my career right and so then so then I started becoming a lot more um uh, uh, focused on on what I spend my money on, especially since I was always broke, right? So it was it was a thing of like, okay, why am I always broke? Um, what is what you know? What are the motivating factors? You know, and then I started going through this this exercise of like being extremely um, reflective around how I spend money, right? And then and then and then and then being a lot more responsible in a way that you know, there's, there's you're attaching meaning to things, right? So so so, and I know this probably comes natural to other people, but when you just sort of run by life, so in pursuit of this goal, right? So I had this career goal in front of me that I just kept running. So the fact that I was broke didn't bother me. So if I had money, I had money. If I didn't have money, I didn't have money. If I saved, I saved. If I didn't, I didn't. But but I become a lot more prudent. Um, and, and again, it was not just, it didn't just become, you know, I started taking control of my finances. It was, it started off with, you know, my health, my mental health and, 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 and you know, I, I believe that you know that's a result of that journey. Now we're at a point where I can I can you know do those things. So so I, you know I had this bank account that that I, like you know I, I just had it and I had no reason why I got that that particular plan. And 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 one day I sort of did the maths and I, and I was paying like seven hundred rand um, for banking sure. for banking fees and I and I and I just didn't know why. Um, and then I started that that's when I sort of got introduced to sort of you know scrutinizing my finances and almost cleaning up debit orders and and then doing the thing that probably I should have done and you know if I listened to your show <laughs> and taken your advice is you know call the insurer ask if I'm on the best plan actually they can you know beat my my current price and 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 you know save 500 rand this so I did this uh, say two years ago and sort of stabilized my finances um, took control of my debt and 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 whatever it was at the time, but but now uh, since lockdown, um, I obviously you're not you you're not we're not going out as much and, and you're not spending. Okay, we are still spending somehow, but sure. but I mean Absolutely. not not to the, to the not to the levels of which we used to, um, at least for me. And so 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 I was just wondering, okay, what what where is my money going? You know, almost um, and and and. What also prompted it is um, we had just both purchased a house. So it was, you know, trying to see, okay, where can I trim? And then I found silly things, right? So I was paying for um, an international publication subscription, uh, which was 140 Rand, which I didn't need because I already pay for, you know, um, well-known publications that I use on a daily Mm. basis, right? I read this publication maybe once a month. 
twice a month if I'm lucky. It's not worth 140 rand. Cancel it. Ask a friend, hey, can you share your subscription with me? Perfectly fine. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, entertainment subscriptions, right? So streaming services. I'm paying for four streaming services. Why do I need to pay for four? I don't even watch television. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's the truth. And so so trimming the, tr- trimming that. So 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 when I tweeted that, I had saved 480 rand. I think since then I'm, I'm, I'm saving 600 rand per month. Ah, and brilliant. again, my, my life... My life has not changed in any way. So this is not me being frugal. This is not me being, you know, sacrificing anything. I'm not sacrificing Just anything. Sensible. I'm literally, absolutely. And, and, and really, um, like, it, 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 it's so silly when you think about it that that's 600 grand down a drain. 